Hey guys, welcome back to Real Talk, a Storm Ministries podcast where we talk with you guys about real issues and topics that we as students hear about and go through on a day-to-day basis. I'm your host, Lana, and I'm joined here today with some very special staff guests. Uh, my name is Ashton Perrin, and I am the girls' dean. My name is Janika Ozunia, and I'm the math teacher here at Thunderbird. Hi, my name is Alexi, and I am the chaplain at Thunderbird. Thank you so much for joining us today. In this episode, we will be continuing the conversation from the past episode about the experiences that shape women's lives. So we're going to kick off this episode with a question, what aspects of Women History Month are your favorite? Women's History Month is coming to an end and just want to see what parts of it are your favorite. I think I like that, like on social media at least, that like a lot of people are sharing posts or even just highlighting certain people in their lives, whether it be like someone in their family or a mentor. Uh, I plan on doing that too. I've been thinking about it, but um, I just love seeing people celebrating women. Um, I think it's just really cool to see and then just seeing like little historical facts and just seeing like wow like we've really come a long way I really like seeing that yeah just watching people recognize other people and appreciate them because often we live life and just get busy and don't take the time to just stop and recognize the great things people are doing and how that affects our own lives and just here at Thunderbird um, you guys made a video of all the female staff which I just thought was really beautiful and it meant a lot to me. So thank you guys for thanking us and appreciating us. Yeah, um, just to capitalize, just there's so much education in the month because, I mean, just because I'm a woman doesn't mean I know all the great women out there and the things that they're doing. So just seeing what people are doing uh, in today's culture and also just learning about people from the past that we don't always hear about, um, it's a great way to really recognize how how big the women are in the community. Yeah, definitely. But Dinashin said is also my favorite part is just getting to learn more um, and like having women more in the spotlight than before. Why do you support women's empowerment and gender equality? Because I I think everyone deserves to be <laughs> treated equal. Um, and obviously, I think just personally being a woman myself, you know, um, I, I just wish we lived in a world where, yeah, we were all seen as equal regardless of anything uh that we can identify as and um that's why and I think that kind of like what Danica was saying that just the recognition is nice and so I think just empowering women and letting them know that they can do anything that they want anything that they desire to pursue in life and I think it's important because if we don't do that then we might create a society where we are limited to what we think we can achieve in life and I think that's That's unfortunate. So I think that's why it's so important to empower each other, especially young women. And that's something I I strive to do and I I love to do is mentoring. Um, But I think that's why it's so important. Yeah, I think everybody just, we all deserve to be treated equally, like just because of our gender or our skin color or our ethnic backgrounds. It doesn't mean that we are less deserving or that we should be treated any differently because we we are all humans and it's just it's important to treat each other as humans. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. I think 
um something i want to ask is like was there ever a turning point or a moment when you realized when you were told you couldn't do something because you were a girl or a moment where like you were discriminated again because of your gender that was kind of the turning point where you're like wow this really isn't something that's just in the past like this is something we're still like fighting for and like battling today yes um hmm, it's real talk so let's be real um yeah I face it all the time um like I said in in the intro I'm the chaplain of the academy here and so that just comes with a lot um I feel like it's like a almost it feels like a daily battle of just trying to prove like hey like I'm in this game too it's not just the guys and it's hard sometimes I'm um disrespected and just looked down on I'm also pretty young so I feel like I'm not taken seriously, um, but it's just something that our church has struggled with of recognizing women in ministry, and so it's really hard, and, and trust me, there are times where I am like, God, why would you call me to a male-dominated field where I'm not supported uh, a lot of times, and it's really hard, but I think about the women who have come before me and who have paved the way and who have made it even easier for me to get to where I am. And I think about the girls that are coming after me and um, I want to make it easier for them. And it, it sucks. Like sometimes it's like I, I want to give up and sometimes I'm like, I, this isn't worth it. But I know that God has called me and mm-hmm. that has given me so much confidence and I don't that I don't need the approval of men or the approval of this idea to make it seem that I'm blessed in this ministry. I know that God has called me. I know that I have been selected and approved by God himself. So that's the thing that's kept me going. But yeah, it's unfortunate that it's 2022 and that we still have this kind of, uh, you know, idea about women being spiritual leaders, but yeah, it's something that I still face and I think we're going to keep fighting for a while. I remember through, college and beginning my career people would just make very random comments when I would tell them that I was a math teacher and actually really good at math and science um and they'd be like oh you like I wouldn't expect that with how you look it's like there's absolutely no correlation between how someone looks and what their skills would be um so I just got that comment over and over almost like it was supposed to be a compliment so it didn't really irk me that much at the time um but definitely just seeing that our society allows us to think that there should be a connection between these things. And my second or third year working here, they brought in a retired math teacher to come help us here in the math department, which was me and one other female teacher. And he would constantly just make comments like, I can't believe that there's females teaching here. And that was my first time really realizing like, oh, he's not joking at all. Like he's genuinely shocked that two females are able to teach math and science. So that was a very just kind of taking a step back, realizing people actually still have these mindsets and yeah, just think that we could somehow be limited um, by being a female. Yeah, I've never been specifically told that I can't do something because I'm a female, but there have definitely been interactions where people assume there's a correlation between how you look and your intellectual capacity, Mm -hmm. which is never fun to deal with. Mm -hmm. But for me, um, when I was doing my undergrad, So the degree I did was very like hands-on and kind of in the dirt. So I was an EMT, I was a swift water rescue technician, I was a rope rescue technician. I did like three or four different types of survival training. 
And so a lot of people, when they would look at me and I would tell them what my degree was and what I was doing with it, they were just like, you really are you, can you do that? Are you okay with getting your nails dirty? And I'm like, okay, well that has nothing to do with anything. (laughs) Um, but that's just kind of been one of my biggest experiences of people just assuming what I can and can't do based on how I look. Mm. Assumption. I think it's interesting how um, Miss Owen, Pastor Lex, you were kind of touching on the workplace because I, you're all working in like the environment that I want to work. I want to be a high school teacher. I might want to be like all three of you have the jobs that I'm considering academy chaplain, high school teacher, and like a uh, girl's dean. But whenever I tell people that that's what I want to go to college for, I've always got in the comment that um, I should be an elementary teacher. Because if I go to be a high school teacher, I'm not going to receive any respect because I'm a girl. Mm. And because that, um, and I guess sometimes when people tell me this, it's because they're like, no, like you don't want to do that because then you're going to go through all that, like to be a high school teacher and no one's going to respect you. Like just be an elementary school teacher. But it's just like, it's crazy to me that I'm not even in the workplace yet. I'm not even like studying what I want to do yet. And people are already trying to tell me that I can't, that I shouldn't do it because Mm. I'm a girl. So I just wanted to ask you guys, like, I kind of suppose just expound more whether it's just like the workplace here, like other places you've worked. What's it like being a woman in the workplace? (laughs) Hmm. That one's interesting because for deaning especially, you kind of expect a woman to be in charge of the women's dorm. So you don't necessarily get as much flack for that. Um, But you also when everyone thinks of a dean, they're like, oh, so you're like a mom. And so being young, it makes it really hard to be like, oh, yeah, I'm in my mid-20s and I have, you know, 16 teenage kids. Um, So there's still a lot of pressure for, like, making sure that not only are you taking care of these kids, but you're providing emotional and, like, academic support for them while also making sure that you're proving yourself as a professional to their parents. So that adds a lot more pressure. Um, It's not, it's not as much, uh, there's not as much difficulty with actually dealing with the kids. It's more making sure that you're doing right by the parents because they're the ones that are going to be like, are you actually qualified to take care of my child while they're in school? Um, but just in terms of being at the workplace, it's not it's not too bad for a girl's dean. <laughs> yeah, I, I think like my last job, I was the school counselor. And I feel like there is this um, kind of idea that, yeah, it's pretty normal for a woman to be a counselor because she's in tune with her emotions. And I think that if I were a guy in that position, I'm probably would have gotten more of those looks like why are you the counselor right um so I didn't really receive it a ton um when I was doing that but I do think just kind of being a younger woman does kind of come with a little not backlash but just kind of like this assumption that you can't really do it what you're supposed to do and you're too young you don't know anything about this subject or you're too young you don't have enough experience or you're so close in age to the seniors, like how, you know, whatever. So there's a lot that comes with being a woman and being young. Um, but I would say, yeah, my workplace more so in ministry is kind of where, um, where that struggle is a little bit more. Um, and I think unfortunately that's kind of something that's not just, um, unique to me. I think it's uh, a thing that a lot of female spiritual leaders deal with. I haven't worked anywhere but Thunderbird, but um, your comment just about what people say to you about being an elementary teacher, um, that just really made me think about as we're focusing on empowering people, we also have to take 
um, stop shaming people if they're not showing what we think of as female characteristics. Like if we don't feel like we're a super nurturing or caring person, or we just don't feel like that's our strength that we want to take into a professional Mm -hmm. environment. Um, So just recognizing that and those very small comments that people make that might make you feel less feminine because they want you to be an elementary teacher instead of the secondary teacher because they think that you should just be um yeah full of these nurturing characteristics so I think that's another way to empower women is to just make sure we're not shaming them for these stereotypical characteristics that they don't feel like they really want to fulfill and grow in yeah definitely there's this sound on TikTok that I like get a lot on my free page and it's basically the concept of like what is being feminine and like not just sticking girls in a box and this Mm -hmm. sounds like define feminine i'm feminine it's just all these girls like taking all these different characteristics that they have and showing that even though it might not fit into like what other people have drawn up the perfect woman to be that doesn't make them any less Mm -hmm. than a woman and so i'm really glad you brought that up because that's like something that's been circular circulating around my mind lately just not because i feel like sometimes even as a woman even as a teenage girl like i sometimes happen to fall into the trap of also being stuck just that mindset that society has put women in Mm -hmm. and then i catch myself and i'm like why are you you know yeah being the one who's like judging and doing all those kinds of things when you go through the same yeah it's hard to unlearn that because that's all we've been taught almost like all of our lives so it takes time for sure to kind of unlearn the the pressure that society has put on on girls sure definitely we're kind of gonna switch gears here a little and talk about um the correlation between um women's experiences and how men kind of have um uh influence on that um so this question here says how does christianity play a role in equality among men and women Hmm. I think I have something to say for this one. Um, I think the call of Christianity is just to emulate Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so we saw a lot in the Bible how Jesus would always go towards the people that were on the outskirts of society. He was always going towards the people that had lesser influence or had um, or were just kind of looked down and thought down upon. And so I think the call of Christianity is to be kind. And I think that expands to both men and women just in general. And so to be a Christian you need to empower both. Mm. Um, And so I think it's really important that we recognize that women are just as important as men um, and that if we truly want to emulate Jesus, we need to remember that men and women are both important and treat them thusly. Yeah, it's all about just respecting and valuing human life. And we're human life just as much as a male is a human life, so it's equally needed to be respected and valued. It's just that simple. Yeah, I, uh, I've been listening to quite a few sermons um, about women because it's Women's History Month. Um, but I heard a, a sermon. Um, I was actually attending this church called Kaleo in uh, L.A. And um, they just started a, a women's series. And it's, it's a Spanglish church. So it like legit is Spanglish. So it's Spanish and English. It's really cool. But the title of the sermon series is called AS, which means like them but it's a feminine like noun I guess or pronoun um and so it's called AS and the pastor spoke about um this woman named Joanna in the bible and it's like there's she's only been mentioned twice but he was trying to make the point that 
um, Jesus, when he was doing his ministry, he had lots of disciples and we talk about the 12 often, right? And all of those disciples are male um, when we mention the 12. But in scripture, and if you look at it, and even when I was reading it during the sermon, I was like, wow, it always says like, and other women, 12 and other women. And it mentions that quite a few times. And uh, when Jesus was, you know, put on trial and then was crucified and then was in the grave. And then when he was resurrected, right, he came and showed, like, came to women. That was the first encounter, human encounter was with women. And I think that we discredit that a lot, um, especially when we talk about church politics and all that. But I think it just goes to show, again, kind of what Ashton was saying, that we are called to be Christ-like in every way. When Jesus was walking this earth, he was hanging out with everyone. And honestly, the people that didn't really need him, essentially, and I'm doing air quotes over need, but um, he went to the people that were oppressed all the time, those that no one wanted to hang out with, even those that were physically ill, those that if he touched, he would also be sick, but he didn't care. He didn't care about who those people were, were where they came from, what their gender was, anything, uh, what their workplace was like. He hung around those that no one else wanted to hang out with. And I think that was so specific and intentional so that we could read about this thousands of years later and then see like, we need to be just like that. And I think that's why equality is so important in everything, not just gender. Um, We all need to be treated equal as people because that's what Jesus would have done. Um, When people say like, what would Jesus do, right? Like my, my response always, and this is like something that I've seen online is he would love first. And that's what I think. Christianity has a big plan with equality. That's all we got to do. Just love everyone. Yeah, I totally agree with what everyone said, especially the part like um where just as Christians and Christian men like just seeing that women and men are equal and that um like we just need to empower each other. So relating um being Christ-like and the way Jesus gave us an example to today what are some ways that men can be Christ-like and support women? Whether it's like in public, in, in private, or even if it's just like um, in like society, what are some ways that men can support women? I think just respecting them, valuing their opinion, and making sure that, yeah, they actually like weigh the opinion, the words that women are saying um, just the same way that they would as a man and just making sure that they're not being dismissive of it or internalizing that we might be more emotional and then less professional because of how our emotions come through. Those are the first things on my mind. I don't know what you guys want to share. Yeah, I feel like just listening, honestly, that's something that I need um, is just someone to listen to me. And so like allowing her, having someone to allow, to give me the space to feel safe and just so I can kind of, you know, share the things that are on my heart, um, the things that I'm facing. I think that is very helpful to me. And, um, I have a lot of mentors in my life and, and currently I have one that's male and it's really helpful. Um, and I think that like, they may not understand everything totally because they're, they're male, 
Um, but it's very helpful to kind of get that affirmation from someone, um, like that. And just kind of someone that, that advocates for women constantly that whether it be in public or in private, um, by just sending encouraging messages, you know, or that like, don't give up, you can do this or whatever. Um, I think that's very, very important. And I think that we need men to, um, to support us in this journey of equality. Um, we need each other. Yeah. And I think it's important that people ask are willing to ask questions. Um, I think the questions need to be well thought out. So when people are asking questions, it shouldn't be questions asking us to validate why we think that there's, you know, a gender pay gap or why we Mm -hmm. think that there's this, but just asking us what our personal experiences are and what they can do to help. Mm. And um, because not everyone is going to have the same experience, even among women. Um, But then also just in terms of being in society, I think being a good bystander is just a huge thing. So if you see something that's wrong, be willing to stand up for. And we always like to think that if we see something that's uh, not right, we're going to say something or do something about it. But just really making that conscious effort. Like if I see somebody um, mistreating a woman or just not being a nice person that uh, we all, we all uh, need to be able to stand up against it. Yeah. I think my favorite way, this is something I always tell my guy friends or some of them just like, okay, for me, I think one of the biggest things that I'm scared of as a woman is just like safety. Mm. And there is, there was a time where I was telling my mom, like, if I ever have kids, I hope I don't have girls. I, I actually said that cause I didn't want my girls to grow up knowing they would have to go through things and fear the same things that I do. Mm. And so like in this point in my life, I guess my favorite thing to like tell my guy friends how they can support me is like, like just acknowledge that they have the privilege of like walking alone at night yeah. or like they have the privilege of like, going to their car after a grocery run or something and just like asking them that like if you're with a female friend or like and they're leaving like offer to walk them to their car or like something that happened for me I was on a road trip with my um male cousins and I was the only girl we were going to work in Oregon and I was so terrified of going to the bathroom by myself last year I shared a spoken word I wrote about going to the bathroom with with groups just because of like safety and fears that us women have to like learn and like the things we're told we can and can't do but basically i was so so terrified of going to the bathroom because i didn't have anyone to go with me and i just wish that maybe one of my cousins had been willing to like wait for me outside the bathroom Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like even Mm -hmm. though i didn't have someone to go with me to the bathroom just like you know that feeling of like someone has privilege to like ensure of your Mm -hmm. safety Mm -hmm. and so that's kind of just Anyone listening, if you have the opportunity to make sure one of your female friends or, like, a sister is safe, like, acknowledge you have some, like, Mm. safety privileges that Mm. we don't. Mm. Good point. Yeah. So, I mentioned that um, when I grew grew up, I was kind of, like, apprehensive about what it would be like, you know, to go from... um, a woman in high school to a woman in college in like three months oh my gosh that's scary um and like just you know like going through different phases um and all of you are in a different phase in life than I am so I wanted to ask what like does the discrimination and mistreatment of women change as 
you go from high school into adulthood or like how does it change I think that's a hard question to generalize because what you experience is so individualized Mm -hmm. dependent on who you happen to be around Mm -hmm. so you could be a teacher at one school and have a completely different experience than a teacher at a different school Um, so I think especially in today's society people are just at such different levels of their respect for women I think in some pockets um, women are still very discriminated against and in some pockets I think that's really not an issue or it might just be um, an issue at a micro level in some places so to me that's a, a very hard question to ask to ask or answer in a broad sense because everyone's high school experiences could be so different college experiences and professional experiences could be great could be terrible but it doesn't change I don't think based on age yeah, I I, th- I think I agree. Um, I think uh, maybe it doesn't change, but maybe you become more aware, I guess, of things too. Like if I was in high school 10 years ago, I would have never been like, oh yeah, that, that guy mansplained me. Like I don't think I would have even known the term, um, but I also don't think anyone was trying to mansplain me in high school, right? Um, but obviously in the workplace as an adult, it's like, oh yeah, like I see it happen. And it's just like, I don't know if that necessarily changed with age, but more so just being more aware, um, aware of, I guess, different terms and just kind of aware of like, wow, I didn't, I didn't realize that that actually made me feel this kind of way. And I didn't, I didn't realize this person was trying to speak over to me and, or speak over me. Um, so yeah, I think maybe we become more self-aware. Maybe that's the change when not necessarily it gets worse or better. I don't know. That's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah, just to summarize both of them, like everyone's high school experience is different. So it's hard to say how things differ when you get to college or when you get into the workforce. Um, And yeah, it really just kind of does depend on what pocket you find yourself in, like Danica said, Um, because some more, you know, female predominant positions and jobs probably will have less discrimination just Mm because the majority are women there versus, um, say like software engineering or something that tends to be more male dominant might have just different issues so it just kind of evolves um and yeah like Alexi said it just depends on uh, what your situation is okay that's something for me to keep in mind now I know it's kind of just something that's I'll just have to see for myself Yes. As I grew up too. So as you become more aware, um, like Pastor Lexi was saying, of um, different things and different ways that we might end up being treated as like, grow up, what are what are some ways or things um, that you've done to empower yourself when you've felt um, put down or when you've been told that, you know, you can't do something? So when, like, what are ways you've picked yourself back up or like empowered yourself? I think for me, I just um, constantly turn to God and that might sound so cliche. And I always say that when I talk about God, because I feel like, oh, she's the chaplain of the school. So she has to say that. But it's genuinely how I feel. And I feel like that's who I go for affirmation and approval. And um, because I know that what he says about me is true. And so um, so I just I have to go and be filled by God. And I think that's how I, I end up feeling a little bit better and empowered. And then I will talk to my friends and one of my really good friends, um, I just saw her in Hawaii last week. Her name's Aleska and I've gone through 
lots of different things in life um, since our since we started our French friendship about like almost nine years ago. And um, every single time that I've hit like a low point, like we'll FaceTime for a couple of hours and we'll talk, but she'll always like be my biggest hype person. Like she'll tell me all these things like, no, like you're this, you're that, like don't compare yourself, you're this, whatever. Um, she says a lot of things, um, but I always leave the conversation like, wow, like I am that, like she's right. Um, so I sometimes I get that affirmation from my friends and just kind of, you know, like we said, empowering each other. And so sometimes that's what I do. Uh, getting, you know, just talking to them and, um, and just reminding myself, like, I am worthy of all these good things. I am a good person because of all these things. I am loved because of all these things. And, uh, just reminding myself of that, I think is very helpful to me when I'm feeling low and when I need like a little dose of empowerment. Yeah. I was thinking just exactly along the same lines, just realizing where our value comes from because a lot of times um, growing up I wanted other people's recognition to give me my value so when people wouldn't recognize me or maybe they would but they wouldn't actually like acknowledge it out loud to me so I didn't feel recognized I would feel unworthy so a big part of growing up and empowering myself has just been realizing my identity doesn't come from them my value doesn't come from them from how they perceive me when I know that all of that comes from God and who he says that I am it just allows me to live empowered our emotions and our day doesn't flow just by the circumstances around us and by what other people are telling us or the respect that they are or are not giving us we don't have to be determined by how others act and I think that that's where the greatest like self-empowerment comes from yeah just utilizing your resources in general with you know God friends and family um, sometimes having that outward aff- affirmation but it's also really important to be your own cheerleader at times. And that's probably one of the hardest skills uh, that you learn as you, as you get older. Um, I'm a huge proponent of the prove them wrong mentality because I've found that most of the times when you're in that spot where you're like, okay, I have to prove them wrong. It's more about proving yourself wrong Mm -hmm. and proving yourself that you are capable of doing these things. And then when you accomplish it, it just, it feels so much greater because you know, you overcame all those obstacles and a lot of those obstacles tend to be yourself. And so once you can overcome yourself, then you're like, okay, I did that. I can do it again and I can do it again and I can do it again. Mm. Wow. Very good. I feel so encouraged and inspired (laughs) right now. You guys have no idea. Um, So as we're coming to a close, I have one last question. Um, Real Talk is a podcast for the high school age student. Um, And so I just wanted to ask as we close, what's something you like if you could go back and tell your high school self to like advice or something you tell her to empower her for what you've like seen happen after that or what's something you would tell your students to empower them um as women who are growing and going through this phase in their life but just encourage them like as they you know grow up what other people think about you is none of your business Hmm. um that's something that's been that I've been trying to really work on the last few years. But as long as you are confident in yourself and you are knowing that you're doing your absolute best um, that you can in that moment, other people's perception of you doesn't matter. It's none of your business. Hmm. Girl, it's going to be hard. (laughs) Life is hard, (laughs) but you will get through it. You will come, come through the other side. Like you will overcome. 
Uh, all these things that happen in life will shape you and make you the person that you are. And you're just going to come out of this stronger. And I just listened to a sermon literally a couple hours ago during lunch. And something that the, the female pastor said was, um, if God has placed you somewhere, whether that be a workplace, um, a family, a location, a geographical location, wherever God has placed you, it's just an affirmation that you are the woman for the job. No matter what people tell you, no matter what kind of imposter syndrome you might feel, no matter you comparing yourself to others or what people are telling you that you can't do this, whatever, God has placed you there for a reason. God has called you to be the person in this job. You are the perfect woman for the job. So that's what I would tell my younger self. And that's hopefully the message that I tell my students now too, just that you can do anything. Don't let anyone tell you that you can't do something because it's absolutely not true. Wow, both those were so good. I'm in so much agreement with those. Um, so I feel like I'm kind of just going to be repeating um, thoughts of what they both said. But yeah, if I could talk to my younger self, I would just let high school me know that I am enough and that I don't have to like strive to be enough. I feel mm. like that's one thing I just really struggled with um, as a young girl was just wanting validation that I was like worthy and good enough um so I just want to tell myself like you are enough simply because Christ says that you're enough um you don't need to strive for the affirmation of others um whether that's other females or role models or men um just that you are enough you are loved and just getting to live from that instead of trying to work towards that Hmm. Wow. Thank you so much. Thank you so much to the three of you for coming on Real Talk and sharing your experiences, anecdotes, and advice on um, just what it's like to be a woman. Um, Thank you to everyone who listened to this episode. We will see you next time. Bye. 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 (laughs)